Okay, soldier, you gotta calm down. You gotta calm down. Oh Evac's coming in five ah. minutes. Oh, they killed Jenkins, man. They killed Jenkins. We gotta get don't the worry. fuck out of here. Charlie's gonna get us if you don't calm down. Calm the hell down. I'm freaking out, man. I'm freaking Just out. Just calm down. Let me call. Let me call. Come in. Come in. Can you read me? Can you read me? Can you fucking read me? We're in trouble. We need you to know that this podcast contains no language. It has mature situations. <laughs> It has anthropomorphic war heroes! It's a parasitic worms! Oh god! Oh Tommy! Oh Charlie's all around us! We gotta get the hell out of here, man! Where's the evac? Where's the evac? It's coming! It's coming! Calm down! It's got burn wounds of plot boards! We need an airstrike! An airstrike! Before Mr. Ray comes and kills us! And, and it has a perverted penis arm! Listen to Scratch's advice! Ah! Ah! I took one in the leg! I took one in the leg! Ah! Ah! You gotta leave me here, man! You gotta leave me here! No one gets left! Ah! Episode 121. We're going right for us. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Mong Review. This is your host, Zon. And this is Timbo. How's it yes, going? Yes, you have returned again. I, I am back once more. Yes, it is. To, to review something I spun on the wheel of manga a long, long time ago. Many, many years ago <laughs> in a place far, far away. Wait, no, wait, that's for an episode coming up eventually on the movie review. To eventually, <laughs> people keep asking us if we should do that as a one episode or three episodes. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking three episodes because yeah. we're all geeks about it. We'd be spending five hours just talking about the little thing. Yeah, one episode I think would be too much to listen to. It's a little too much to. Maybe we could do a twelve hour episode about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we'll be a little batshit crazy by the end of that. But all right, yes. Or just here, yeah, be up, yeah, be up. We'll all start thinking we, we have the force and we'll be trying to like use it on each other. But I do have the force. Whenever I walk into the <laughs> supermarket, the door opens magically. True. Every time I walk into a room, the Empire theme plays in the background. <laughs> it's only because I have a tape recorder in my pocket, but that's beside the point. Yes. Th- that one motivational poster I showed you was freaking hysterical, though. <laughs> it makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. 
why is he filling a Brita? I don't, I don't, no, I don't get he, it. No, he's, he's <laughs> filling the Brita with seawater, and yeah. it's raining. And then he's pouring it in a bottle. I, I don't know. It, it makes, and he's Darth Vader. <laughs> I, I don't know. Well, Darth Vader doesn't need to explain himself to anybody. Especially. I guess he really, really needed that job. You know, sitting on the sidewalk wasn't getting it done. I guess maybe <laughs> pouring water gets him well, a meal well, a day. Well, after that whole debacle with Hayden Christensen covering him, it kind of made things bad. Yeah, that's true. Well... Either way, for those who don't know, Spark can decide that prize information and views about manga. Every episode will review one or two titles depending on the situation, and we'll tell you what if it's worth reading or not. You don't have to agree with anything we say, but I've heard we're slightly entertaining, and we're at 121 episodes, so I think that proves we're doing something right. Or wrong. We're, we're still around. Yes. Almost three <laughs> years, and we've, we're still here. You can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spirekin.com. You can email us at spirekin at gmail.com or xanaspirekin.com. Or timbo at spirekin.com. We're also under Facebook under the Spirekin Manga Review Group. And remember, check out our sister podcast, the Spirekin Movie Review, where we talk about things like Crank and Troll 2 and... And Conan. Yes, two different episodes of Conan. <laughs> and hearing... Uh, get through the chopper! <laughs> well, actually, we're doing that in a future month. True. Yes. Now, unfortunately, our emails, we have some very odd ones, but <laughs> get into one of those quickly, because we do have emails, and just before I forget, you can call us to us, 6350 and leave a voicemail. We will play it on air if you ever send it to us. It will be kind of fun and interesting. Mm-hmm. So, let's read one of these emails. And some should be pretty interesting. Some of them were pretty weird, and and I have some, some very. So in non-related to manga news, I just beat Black Ops, and I'm very proud of myself. Yes, it was a good game, but the ending was kind of yay America, so it was kind of silly. America, <laughs> America, yeah, it's basically what it, if I, they might as well just have said that at the end. It's like America, and then planes fly across the screen and stuff. But it was a very cool game, and I am currently in the middle of Dragon Age 2, which yes. is awesome. Although, I've heard some bad reviews about it. I really like the story so far. I haven't beat it yet, so maybe I'll, I'll change my mind by the end, but I am, I'm happy with the game so far. Mm-hmm. Gameplay is just as good as the first one, and the, and the characters are... I think the char- a lot of the characters are more interesting than, than in the first game. They, they actually You actually kind of want to make them... Your friend, instead of being evil to them. But they want to rape you, though. Yeah, the, the gay sex is a little too much, but we'll... Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> but we'll get, we'll get off that topic, and let's get into some of these emails. It's right. one giant run-on sentence. Yes, and this is from Jeff Todaski, a.k.a. Char Aznable Rules 2. So he rules two people? Or maybe... I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, mean... I, I was going to come up with something there, but... Anyway, so obviously he's a Gundam fan. So, he says, Zan, Deke, Cal, Bell, and everyone else, how are you people doing? That's kind of a... You couldn't remember the rest of co-hosts? I mean, come on, it's not that many more. I'm doing fine, by the way, thanks. Jeff? You sound like the guy with the jorts. Were you wearing jorts when you wrote this? Were you running a thing saying, just hanging out? Alright, so, besides that... Great podcast, I hope. It helps me get through study hall and math class. Hey, rude. Yes, that's rude. all I have to say about that. <laughs> Does any your do, do any of your students listen to iPods in your class? Um, uh, no, you, they're you, not allowed to have them in class. If they have them, they get taken away. Then so. you get a new one. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> but then you'd be listening to their crappy music. <laughs> yeah, I, I would delete everything on it. But 
right. <laughs> Since you guys asked for some stuff for the email segment, here are some questions about stuff for you to answer. Should kill 20 minutes or so. Okay. He says that in parentheses. Thanks. We we do have lives, dude. <laughs> uh, uh, first off, that, that kind of makes no sense. The, since you guys asked for some stuff for the email review, here are some questions about stuff. You stuff and stuff. Why don't you put stuff five more times? Like stuff about stuff about stuff. It make more fucking sense. Either way. So the first question he asks is, what type of car is your dream car? Super Impreza. WRX. I'm debating. I'm going to say a car that actually works. But my dream car would be the DeLorean from Back to the Future. True story. Even though people say that it's impossible to do time travel because of the fact that your position would actually change because the planet moves around and you'd be on in the empty space where the Earth was at the time. Which is very confusing. But that's long and... Anyway. Why, why'd you have to get into the time travel? Really? You're going to just make my brain explode before we even get through the reviews? Okay, we'll say that. <laughs> We're going to say that for the time travel month. We'll get to eventually. So next, it is, what is your ideal sandwich or submarine? Well, my ideal submarine is a nuclear-powered one with several Tomahawk missiles connect. I mean, wait, no, no, sorry, no, no, sorry. That's, no. my, that's my doomsday plan. Um, Never mind. Um, we, I, I like anything that has bread and meat and cheese. End of story. Bread <laughs> and cheese, you wouldn't say like an Italian here or one of those uh, squadeshes or whatever the hell they're called, the, the Indian sandwiches? Bread, meat, cheese. Doesn't matter what combination, just as long as it's there. What about head cheese? Ew. <laughs> <laughs> that disproves your theory. <laughs> I mean real cheese, dude. Okay. Like American cheese. I'd America! Say, I'd Woo! say my ideal sandwich is the one I usually get, which is roast beef. With cucumbers and tomatoes. And so you're saying, why aren't you getting lettuce? Well, because last time we got lettuce on a sandwich, it was rotten. Blech. So now, unfortunately, I can't eat lettuce with sandwiches. Mm. I do eat it in salads and other things, but just on a sandwich, it kind of grows me out. You have flashbacks. Yes, I get Kind of like flashbacks to Vietnam. Yes, yes. All right, back to that. <laughs> back to the email. Next one. If a honey badger, a rabbit wolf, and a cocaine-addled hue... Is that spelled wrong? I don't know. Hugh Grant. All right. Was Hugh locked Grant. in a room. Hugh Grant's just going to have sex with a hooker. He's not going to fight anybody. But he's cocaine out, so he'll be all hyped up. But the, so he's going to have sex with the hooker faster? I don't... What, what maybe he'll have sex with the wolf. Maybe he'll have sex with the badger. Ow. No, the badger would, Ow. The badger would not let him. The badger <laughs> would kill him. My money's on the fucking honey badger. Yeah, the badger would probably fuck shit up. Badger, 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 badger. <laughs> Badgers win. All right, moving of course, on. Of course, and now we're All right, so number question number four. What pop do you drink? I'm sorry, dude. Are we in 1950? Are we going to yeah, go to the, uh, yeah, the I soda don't, shop? I don't drink my father. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't drink... <laughs> Ew. Yeah, I don't drink my... Yeah, pop... I understand. Soda. Even cola is acceptable. No, but we'll pop? soda pop. I mean, I understand. Yeah. People from well, Minnesota right. will say pop, but... Right, all right, but say soda pop. Like, say it together, like... Pop is or weird. give us a range we're talking weird. about. Well, I drink Diet Coke if that if that matters. I don't I don't know why <sighs> why we're talking about it. Well, at least it's better than the Splenda. That has fun I, in it. I, I just I just don't like I don't like a lot of sugar. So because hmm. I eat meat, bread, and cheese, I need protein. So <laughs> I personally will go with Coke, <laughs> Pepsi. I prefer Pepsi over Coke. Uh, RC Cola I, I will take on occasion. RC Cola. I will not go with that generic ShopRite brand shit. No, it tastes like tin. It's gross. Yes. Um, if we're talking about 
alternative type pops. I do like Fanta. Yeah, Fanta's pretty good. Fanta, Fanta. Yeah. I like Fresca sometimes. Fresca is only good if you're in the hospital. Fresca is really good in the summer when it, and it has to be like really, really cold. What about mugs? No, if I was going to go with a root beer, I'd say A&W. Yeah, that's a classic. You can't or go what wrong. About, someone said, what about sarsaparilla pop? I was like, this? Sarsaparilla's all right. It's, But that, it's usually expensive and hard to find, so... No, you know, I, I've only found it one place, and it's not that good. If, you, if you've had sarsaparilla, it's everything. Next one, who is your favorite giant robot? Now, here's a question. Do you mean a giant robot is in... in a character, or do you mean a mech suit? Because that that leads to a lot yeah. of questions. I mean, yeah, I, I guess because like, I guess I mean, Voltron's not technically a character, but I mean, it, the show is named after him, so I don't know. Like, he's a giant robot. He's a giant robot. Like I, I like Voltron personally because I like the lions that kind of attach together, and mm-hmm. yeah. But I mean, like if we were just talking like a mech suit, like there's like several of them that I would say I like. I mean. There's a lot of them from Gundam that are pretty badass when you think about it. But, like, I don't like any of the actual characters in the show or the plot. Sorry if, if I'm uh, upsetting anybody. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, part of me wants to go with Gal Gagar because I think Gal Gagar is awesome. Gal Gagar, Gal Gagar, Gal I know. I don't even uh, know the song. I just know that part. I know, I know. But <laughs> Gal Gagar. But the thing is, I would have to maybe go with Mazinger because it's fucking Mazinger. He invented the... No, actually, no. I'll go with Panda Z. Panda Z. <laughs> the ripoff of... <laughs> because he has the grace he uses both rocket punches. Mm. He's like... Kick it, it's <laughs> that sucks. I think I, no, actually Mazinger, or if I'm gonna go with a truly fucked up robot, maybe maybe Ava Zero One, maybe because mm. it's a biological robot. Yeah, or, those were pretty badass. Um, if we're talking like a mech, like a robot robot, I'm gonna say maybe I'm gonna go with a Valkyrie from Macross, aka the Veritex, mm. because you get that three form thing. Mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah. It's not as good as a, it's not gonna be as versatile as say a Gundam like Gundam Wing or Gundam X where it can blow the shit out of anything. Yeah. But you get that multiple. You yeah. Know, you get the jet mode. You get the guardian mode, and then you get a robot. You get three mm-hmm. robots for the price of one, gotcha. which isn't that bad. Okay, next one. Did any of you ever play Steel Battalion? No. I've seen the box when I worked at GameStop a long time ago. I could have looked, opened it up and played it, but I didn't. Yeah, I just never played it. So I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I know the name of it. I just never. I don't know anything about it. The only person Sorry. I know who had it was Jacob from a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Who unfortunately I haven't heard from him since. I doubt he'll pick up his phone because he's half deaf. So that's horrible me to say. I'm sorry, <laughs> Jacob, if you're listening. If you if you found this podcast, I hope you're doing good. <laughs> if you're able to listen to this, uh, but uh, I heard good things. I've heard that or bad things. I just love the fact it had 90 buttons on the controller. Ugh, that's tough. I mean, right, well, anyway. So next one. Chocolate cake, red velvet cake, ice cream cake, or buttercream cake? First off, what about yellow and white cake? <laughs> yeah, true. Um, of the choices you gave, I like red velvet and ice cream cake, so that's that's my choices. I'm going go really to go with the chocolate cake and the ice cream cake. What about ice cream chocolate cake? It's good. The buttercream cake good. is fail, I think. Yeah, buttercream's a little too... Uh, it's more of a pie, I think. Yeah, it's Or it's more much, of a bread. It's too... If you if you if you recall my statement before, I don't like a lot of sugar, so like buttercream's a little too sweet for me. Okay. Next one. Is Mass Effect the best Bioware game ever? Now, 
Do you mean game or do you mean franchise? Because that's a really bold statement. Yeah, um, I'm going to have to, like, kind of... I can't give a definitive answer to that. There's a few reasons. One, alright, Mass Effect 1 and Mass Effect 2 are very different games. They are both very good in their own rights. But as separate games, like, some of one game has better one thing, one game has better the other. So it's, like, very hard to determine. As a franchise, if Mass Effect 3 is as good as 1 and 2 were, as a franchise, I would say it's it's up there. Dragon Age Origins and Dragon Age 2 are very good. I wouldn't call them the best, but they're very good. Because it loses points because the guy asked to blow you in the yeah. first time you read yeah, 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 yeah. Like, the, the one guy wants to have some gay sex with you right away, so that's a little rough. But those games are very good. Um, if you go back to, like, Baldur's Gate, those games were very good. And KOTOR, I think, as long as Old Republic MMO coming out mm-hmm. comes out, I think that'll be make it awesome. KOTOR is, is pretty amazing. It's one of the only Star Wars games that I actually enjoy. Like, still. Like, I can still pick it up and play it and still have fun with it. Yes, because it's out so out of continuity it works. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, anything involved in the continuity is just kind of, like, tough to... to, to deal with. Except but, Lego Star Wars. But if I Yeah, Lego Star Wars is fun, but that's that's another topic. If the old Republic is as awesome as, as it appears that it's going to be, and and it slays the beast, and by beast I mean World of Warcraft and defeats them, then I will say that's the best Bioware game. Because if they have the ability to kill World of Warcraft, then I'd say that's that's a pretty big feat. Yeah. No, definitely. So uh, at this point, there's really no answer to it. It's kind of up to personal opinion. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's kind of. This is a kind of. This is a tough question, man. It's a good question. Yeah. I think we should save this question and go back to it after Mass Effect comes out. After Mass Effect and after the Old Republic come out, I think. I think that at that point, you'll be able to make a definitive answer. But then they'll just come out with another awesome game, and then it'll kind of blow that out of the water. So. Yeah. Bioware is just awesome. I, I don't know what else to say about it. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing else we really can say about it. But anyway, let's get off this topic and let's get to the next question. Uh, okay, uh, what are we on? Number nine. Yes, number yep. nine. All right. Worst RPG you have ever played? Oh, that is a tough I question. think we have to mulligan this one. Save it for later. Yeah, I'm trying to go through all the RPGs that I've ever played. And I can't even remember them all at the moment, so uh, chances are I probably don't even remember the worst one I've ever played. Yeah. I, Although, if it was the worst one I ever played, it, I, it should probably be memorable because it was so bad. But I don't know. I'm just I'm drawing a blank. I'm thinking either Space Quest Two or Quest Sixty Four. I honestly don't remember. I have mm-hmm. to look through it and see which one was the worst game. Uh, let's skip this and we'll go back to it. next one. What Gonagai manga anime will you review next? Well, the anime is for some is for the is for Mayan Belt. Bell's little project, which we're going to get to eventually, but I would have to say that maybe we're going to, on the wheel, we're going to put down Keiko Kamen and Devilman and <laughs> uh, the Haname Bazooka and a couple of other ones, maybe get a Robo. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Mazin Kaiser, one of those we'll put up. Next one. Alright, I'm going to read this one because this one's weird. If there is a guy who likes a girl who is a lesbian... How can he attract her to love him? Um, you can't. 
They're playing for the other team, dude. Just give it up. Uh, you could try doing like Michael Sarah dress like a girl and yeah. pretend to be a girl, and but, but that that creates all kinds of problems. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you could say that. Yeah, it's but you could say yeah, yeah, yeah it's just it's a real life like villain. Yeah. It's not like Dragon Age where where everybody's just either gay, they're they're just whatever. Like you can just get them to be whatever you want them to be. No, like, no, it's no. not. It doesn't work that like that way in in uh, real life, dude. Yeah, yeah. It's not chasing Amy. It's. Not, <laughs> it's, it's if the girl's gay, and also you didn't say what type it is. If it's a lipstick, you'd have more of a chance. If it's not a lipstick, well then you're probably. If, what does mean by lipstick? If the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If this was a porno, maybe, but no. Yeah. I, all I can say is tuck it. Tuck it. And <laughs> <out of> Brazil. <laughs> Shave. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, dude. What worse comes to worst, <laughs> do Deke's thing. Chloroform in a rag. <laughs> we do not condone that. <laughs> Yes, we do not condone chloroform in a rag. Or any other type of dr- drug, <laughs> drug uses, because you will go to jail for it. All right, let's go to the next question. And I guess I'll read it, because this goes to you, Zan. Uh, will you ever finish Episode 9? Episode 9, we... Deke and Cal both <laughs> finished it. We finished recording, we just finished editing it. There's a small problem, because, like with Episode 24, kind of a little issue happened where I had to recombine it and fix it. It's going to take some time. It'll be done eventually. Don't worry. It'll be done. I promise. Someday. Spire can honor. <laughs> next one. I know that you all... Sorry, that all of you are fans of books. First off, dude, I've had it for this... Alright. Do you... Do, how are you doing in your English class? Are you getting a D? Are you listening to the podcast in English class, too? Yeah, you shouldn't be listening to it. You should be really... You should be doing your work, man. Yeah, this, Focus. this, this grammar is atrocious. <laughs> anyway, Okay, all back right. to the thing. I know that all of you are fans of books. What good book series would you recommend, either fiction, fantasy, or horror? That's a very broad range, because as you know, I'm a bibliophile. Mm. I have a shitload of books. I mean, if you're looking for fantasy, I'd say anything by Neil Gaiman, American Gods, or Stardust, that's a good place to start. You can go with Terry Pratchett with the Discworld stuff. Mm-hmm. You can go with, I could say J.K., but no, not J.K. You can go with J.R.R. Tolkien, and that's a good one to go with. If you're looking for horror, that's all I could, I'd say Stephen King. Yeah. Yep. Because, you know, but if, for King, it's kind of difficult because you have to choose what you want to read because he's so diverse. Because you have the Richard Bachman stuff, then you have the Stephen King stuff, and then you have the different styles. Like if you're looking for the shop stuff, everything that, because all the series are connected in some weird way. Yeah. Like, you have... Which the Dark Tower somehow does all that, Well, most, too. yeah. <laughs> so it's very difficult. Um, for me, uh, I don't read enough enough novels as as I, as I should. I, I usually stick to comics and graphic novels. So, uh, I don't have a lot to say about what books to read. You, since you asked the question about Mass Effect before, the Mass Effect tie-in books are actually really good. The storyline, it, it's they're written by one of the writers of the games, and and they don't focus on Shepard, they focus on side characters and actually a made-up character, and it's like, and each book kind of takes place in between the games and doesn't necessarily directly affect the games, but it just kind of broadens the, the, the universe for you a little bit. I understood a lot more of the games after I read the, the, 
the tie-in books. And also, one of the books makes Saren seem not like the complete, utter evil monster he is. Even yeah. though you want sometimes want a character who's just evil for being evil. Yeah. There's actually reasons behind it. and yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. So the next one is, the zombie apocalypse happens. What do you do? I say get a shotgun and kiss your ass goodbye. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Real- Board your windows. Uh, but realistically, would you want to get Hide a shotgun? Hide your kids. Hide your wife. Because they're raping it. No, okay. Would you really want to have a shotgun, though? I'd say no. Realistically, what you'd want, if you follow the zombie guide, you want something which isn't going to make a lot of noise. But Ninja no, sword. Ninja sword would be good in a while. Any type of blunt object yeah. that gives you enough range. Because it also turns on what type of zombies we're talking about. If you get the stammering zombies that just kind of walk around real slow. And they lunge at you. You can kind of pick them off pretty easily, one by one. If, if, as long as you don't get crowded in. But if you're talking like some of the newer zombies that kind of run at you all fast and shit, yeah, you're, 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 you're gonna die. <laughs> you're gonna die. I mean, you're gonna, either way, either way, you're gonna die. When you die, you become one of them. Either way, yeah. Flamethrowers are useless. Yeah, because then now they're just a flaming zombie coming at you. That's and no we're fun. not talking about the ones from Lower Manhattan or <laughs> <from> Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> what do we want? Brains. When do we want them? Please. <laughs> exactly. Okay. <laughs> so next, what dystopian future would you rather live in? Battle Angel, Alita's future, Vandred's future, Fist of the North Star future, Fallout's future. Now, first off, Vandred's future is not a dystopia. It's just a space-faring universe where all of humanity has been destroyed, unless you're talking about Earth itself, because Earth is a polluted mess. So, so let's yeah, take that one out. don't want to be there. <laughs> let's take Vandred out of the equation. Even though I would want to live on a planet, I wouldn't want to live on a planet where there's all guys or you are obsessed with your skin or whatnot. So let's take Vandred mm-hmm. out of the equation. Next, you have Fist of North Star, Fallout, or Battle Angel. Now, Battle Angel, you have a choice between either living in the scrapyard or you live in Teferis or Salem, however you want to say it. I say Teferis because it sounds awesome. Now, if you live in the scrapyard, you are pretty much a poor bum who lives in the junkyard and some cyborg is going to rip your brains out and eat your, eat your brains, most likely. Yeah. You live in Teferis, your life will be wonderful and great, and eventually you'll be brainwashed. Hmm. That kind of sucks. Yeah, I don't, I don't like either of those choices. So, I would say I'd, it'd have to be either be between Fist of the North Star or Fallout. Now, there's, there's ups and downs to both. First off... Fist of the North Star, if you don't know martial arts or you can't make a dude's head explode by touching him, you're kind of SOL. So you definitely have to know martial arts. And also you have to remember that the gayer someone looks, the more powerful they are, right. the lesser they're so, so then you have to be a cross-dresser as well, because then, cause then you're going to be the most badass person ever. But you'll have techniques like using a tank to freaking launch yourself with swords. <laughs> Fallout's future would be fun. I mean, you can take a hunting rifle and, and shoot a super mutant's head off. Well, that's if you have vats, though. Well, uh, well, assuming you have vats. The game the game gives you vats, so assuming you have that, if you can just, like, stop time for a second, or you can just aim at them so perfectly that you decapitate them with a, with a hunting rifle, I'm all for that. So I could just see, like, it's like, <laughs> the, like in the one comic from uh, CAD, where it shows... Uh, Fallout pre-vats, and you see he pulls out a calculator and he's got a pencil and he's trying to figure it out. And the guy's like, are you, are you ready yet? I want to bash your head in the play hashtag. <laughs> hold on. Um, I would say if, if we're talking about the new Fallout games as opposed to the old Fallout games, if you have vats, then you're going to be pretty... You can be pretty evil, too. You can you can just, oh, I'm going to take your leg off. Oh, I'm going to take that leg off. I'm going to take your arm off. Oh, I'm going to take your arm off. Oh, now you're just a big stump. 
Haha. <laughs> but also, if you could have the stranger come and just shoot people for you, that's awesome. That's yes. that's pretty cool. Yep. He just he just comes out of nowhere and shoots somebody. That's pretty cool. And also, it's which location in Fallout we're talking about. We talk about mm. the Mojave wastelands, or we talk about Capital Wastelands, or we talk about one of the other little areas. Uh, Capital Wastelands would suck. Yeah. Even would, after would... the Gact went off. Yeah. That would that would definitely suck. Mojave Wastelands. If you're in Good Springs, you're going to be fine. If you're mm-hmm. in New Vegas, maybe you're going to be fine, unless the Mafia kills you. Yeah. Besides uh, that, uh, I'm going to have to go with, well, yeah, I'm going to go with Fallout. I don't I don't like the fact that everything I eat gives makes me irradiated. That's kind of sucks. No, in the Mojave, it's not as bad. It's only in the lower area it does mm. that. The rest of the rads aren't that bad. But I'd be drinking Nuka-Cola like there's no tomorrow. Like, <laughs> The polar bear would have like an arm coming out of its stomach. (laughs) Okay. Alright, next one. What are your thoughts on Keanu being Spike in the live action Cowboy Bebop movie? First off, that has not been confirmed yet. I say that's as bad as the whole thing with James Franco being an Akira. But Uh, Keanu, I think, could pull it off. He might pull it off. He, uh, his voice, I don't think his voice can. Spike is a very he's Eloquent? a fast talker. Like he's you know, he's he's very like Keanu be like, Hey, I'm Keanu. I don't know. That I don't see that working very well. I think I think they could make a better choice with that. Okay. Um next one. What are your snack foods of choice? Beer. <laughs> I say that's a condiment. That's not fair. That's a condiment. <laughs> Uh, snack foods. I don't know, chips and stuff. I'm gonna say ice cream. A hostess cupcake. Mm. Or gummy bears are my customary um, lemon heads. Ah, lemon heads. They're good. The trusted lemon heads. And apple heads and the other one, the grape heads. All right, next question. Gundam zero zero eight zero, MS Gundam, Gundam Pegasus, Gundam zero zero, Gundam Wing, or G Gundam. Question mark. Come is that is that a question or is that just a list of Gundams? I think he's <laughs> wondering which is the best out of those Gundams or which would you prefer. I say none, none of the above. I say Gundam X. And you saw you like, oh god, he likes Gundam X. I'm one of the few people who likes the series. So I actually like that. That's the one where where they they basically just like fight each other, right? No, that's G Gundam. Gundam, uh, X, G Gundam. Gundam X is the one which never came over here. Uh, the whole reason why I like it is that unlike all the other series, the guy doesn't give a shit about his Gundam. He gets a hold of it by stealing it. And then when he has it, at one point he gets so pissed off at his crew base, he literally walks up in the middle of the street, gets a soapbox, and says, hey, everyone want to buy a Gundam? He doesn't <laughs> give a shit. But also, I like the fact that it's a satellite cannon. It's yeah. not the buster cannon, it's a fucking satellite cannon. It uses microwave energy to blow shit up. Yeah. I liked the Gundams in Gundam Wing. I liked, they were badass. The heavy arms was, like, my favorite one of the Gundams. Like, just giant Gatling guns and missiles and everything and like you know but I couldn't stand the story it was just a stupid weird love story drama not like just get the fucking robots out and fight like why do I have to fucking listen to this melodrama bullshit and what is up with the one guy oh he's in a tank top and shorts does he wear anything else but a tank top and shorts Uh, it's fucking weird he does at the end of the series (laughs) but uh, it's weird who wears a tank top and shorts Fighting a war. 
It's not. Who does it? All right, I'm getting. If you I'm know anyone, please email us. So let's get off the topic. All right, next. What is your favorite regional word? I say skip it for now because that will be here for forty minutes. Wicked. It's wicked awesome. For... <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, I don't know. There's too many. Like I said, there's too many names. All right, next one, number twenty. What do you guys think about the new live action Wonder Woman costume? Wonder Woman. <laughs> to quote Jay Sherman, I have one thing to say. It stinks. <laughs> um, it's very pleathery. I, I I read I read a thing where they basically had a poll of it. But pleathery, um, I think, is the best option. I guess so. There was a uh, a poll somewhere, and basically everybody voted it as a party city bargain bin costume. Yeah. I don't know. Either way, I, I think NBC is going to run that show into the ground. It's going like to be worse they've than the run, They've run a lot of shows to the ground lately. I don't know what the hell they're doing. Because they have good premises, and then and then it just shows they just are just bad. I don't know. It's because it's, it's noobs, sir. Yeah. It's a shame. They suck. Okay, well, Jeff, hope that you enjoyed your questions. Thank you. That filled more than 30 minutes. Ooh, were there more? No, that was it. Uh, 20 questions. That was 20 questions. Uh, some of the questions I'm sorry I couldn't answer yet. I'm going to have to confer with the other co-hosts to figure something out. Regional dialects, I don't think there's any way to. Uh, Schlepping would be a good one, I think. Yeah. Or kvetching. <laughs> um, schmuck is always a nice word. Schmuck. Pop is not good, though. Get that out of here. Yeah, pop. Uh, so we should get, we've killed enough time. I think we should get into the reviews. Reviews. So, do you want me to go first, or you want to go first? Uh, I'll go first. Cool. Right. I will go first. Alright, sweet. So, as we said earlier, or as I said earlier, this was a manga I, I, I spun on the wheel of manga many, many months ago, and it is called Apocalypse Meow. Or Cat Shit One. Which is the, the new anime series... It was called Catch a Woman, I get one in, I guess, in Japan. Which is the name of the squad that we're talking about. And it was written by Motofumi Kobayashi. Kobayashi? You mean the, the hot dog guy? Or, or is it the guy that from Usual Suspects? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Kobayashi. Mr. Kobayashi. It was published by SoftBank Publishing. Okay, weird. An English publisher was ADV Manga. The demographic... Senen. The original run is from 1998 to ongoing, which... Uh, okay. Oh, still coming out? I, I guess so. There's apparently three volumes. Hmm. All right. So, there you go. This is a somewhat of a historical military manga. It's about the Vietnam War. It kind of is like a history lesson with anthropomorphic animals. Basically, rabbits and cats with guns. That that's That's the main... Premise. So it's rabbits and cats on the same team shooting each other and blowing shit up? Yeah, basically. Yeah. It's gun porn, basically. There's a... Uh, it's not necessarily historically accurate in terms of, like, what's going on in, in each of the missions that, that, they, that, that they go into, but it's kind of like... They kind of use a bunch of terminology that they would have used in Vietnam. They kind of define it for you so you know what they're talking about. Like... The red smoke meant one thing, and then the green smoke meant something else, and then they they use this particular thing to, to do this, and it's all kinds of that. But basically, it follows the Catch It One, which is the team of Perkins, aka Packy, and Batasky, 
aka Boda, and White, who is aka Rats. Now, Perkins is basically the, the leader of the squad. Rats is the Rambo character. He always has a big gun, and he always wants to blow stuff up. And Batowski is like, kind of like the like the new recruit kind of guy. He's the radio dude. So he's not really, he's not hardcore yet. Like, the other two are very, they're like into it. They want to fight, and, and he's kind of like, he kind of freaks out a little bit here and there. But I guess as, as the story goes on, he gets a little more badass as we as it goes they also have some random cat dude that's usually with them he's like their guide he's he's one of the vietnamese he's like a good vietnamese and as i was reading it i got really confused because like they don't really set it up for you in the beginning they kind of just throw you in and you're kind of like what's going on they're just fighting a war and i don't know who's who and ah it's like crazy but basically one of the first missions the cat guy gets hurt so they have to get him out of there and at first i was confused because like i didn't realize he was one of the good guys. Until after I read a couple issue of, of the issues, I was like, oh, the cats that have the spots and the stripes are the good Vietnamese, and the cats that look like Siamese cats are the bad Vietnamese. Oh, makes sense now. So that's just one of those things that kind of confused me at first. So of the issues that I read, there wasn't really any overarching storyline other than the Vietnam War, of course. It just was kind of like they go on separate missions for different reasons. You know, one vi- mission is they have to extract uh, a scientist guy so the Vietnamese don't get him and, and interrogate him and stuff like that. Unfortunately, the guy dies, but that's they, they either had to get him out of there or make sure that he didn't survive so the, so the Vietnamese couldn't get the information that they wanted. There's one mission where they're, they're basically testing guns, long-range mortars or whatever, they're testing their, their range and stuff like that, and they're basically trying to hit a particular uh, target and catch it. One gets kind of stuck in the middle of all the, the nonsense. The, the Vietnamese start coming to attack them, and they're kind of like stuck in the, out in the open, and they have to kind of escape. And that's kind of where I stopped reading it, so I don't know exactly what happened to them at that point. But it's a good series. It's kind of abrupt and brief. Some of the panels kind of like are a little hard to understand what's going on sometimes. You have to kind of stare at it for a little while. The artwork is actually very good when you're looking at the the animals. The animals is the best part of the artwork. It's very weird and it's hard to describe, but the rabbits, they look like a real life rabbit. They don't look like a cartoon rabbit. They're not like Bugs Bunny. They're like an actual rabbit holding a giant machine gun. It's, It's weird. But they're very detailed and they look really good. So when you when you have the panels where you where you can see them very up close and per- like that's the best artwork. Like some of the other artwork when it's kind of like fight scenes, it's a little hard. It gets a little jumbled. It gets kind of hard to know what's going on. Up until that point, where like I said, there wasn't really an overarching storyline. There was just kind of like separate missions that they were going on. I don't know if it it kind of builds up into one big storyline as it goes. Do you see any of the other races? I mean, besides the Americans who are depicted by the rabbits because Usagi USA and the Vietnamese, the cats, do you see any other races? Um, up, up until that point, no. Apparently there are other races, though. Apparently French are pigs. Um, weird. Japanese are monkeys or gorillas. Chinese are pandas. Russians are bears. I can actually see the bears. Yeah. Koreans are dogs. Don't see that. Okay. British are rats. Don't see that. I don't know. And Australians are kangaroos, which, wow, that's that's pretty obvious. <laughs> the new Net series that came out, they have the Middle Easterns as, 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 as camels. Yes, camels, yeah. So, I mean, I guess there's kind of a, a relationship between what, what animal they're using and 
where they come from. A bear in Russia, that would make sense. Panda in China, that would make sense. The, the pig doesn't make sense, really. Yeah. The dog doesn't, the rat doesn't. Uh, I understand the rabbit because it's literally, it's a phonetic yeah. thing. It's just yeah. the joke is Usagi, which is rabbit, is mm. USA. And USA GI. GI is a, a military yeah. uh, you know, person in, in the United States, so... That would make sense. I've only seen up to 17 issues. I don't know how far it goes. Apparently it's ongoing, but I, I didn't see any of those around. It's a good manga to read if you have nothing else to read. It's kind of like something that would be... To kill time with? To right? kill time with, yeah. Unless you're like a really big Vietnam history buff. If you're really into the Vietnam War and you want to learn about the Vietnam War, but you don't want to read a, t a history book, like I guess this would be a good choice. There's really... Not a lot more to say, but the art is really good, and, and the story is, it is what it is. In between some of the issues, they do give you, like, some blurbs, like, they give you, like, a page of, like, information about, like, the Vietnam War to kind of, like, set up the story a little bit. Yeah. But, like, there's really, there's really not much character development. There's, there is one issue that's interesting, like, they, they show one, like, where they're in between missions, and they're kind of, like, they're kind of drinking beer and kind of, like, talking stuff, so you, you do get a little bit of their personalities, a, sort of, but not much. There's not there's not a whole lot of character development. It's no. mostly just yeah. gun porn. Now, <laughs> since this is an uh, anthropomorphic animal show, you think this would work on Kids Disney or Nick Tunier? No. Not at all. <laughs> like I said, one of the characters is basically Rambo. He's got the headband and the giant gun with the chain ammo, and he's just, like, screaming and shooting at people, and yeah, it's not for kids at all. It's it's a history lesson of but, the but, Vietnam War. But I'll teach kids to fear Charlie. <laughs> yeah, it's true. They do call them Charlie, and they do use, like, racial slurs. They do say gook and some other other words, yes, and we... and which I don't condone in any way, but just saying that they do say that because it is trying to be historically accurate. That's kind of the point of the manga. It's supposed to be kind of historically accurate to what actually was going on in the Vietnam War. It's not that the missions that they're doing are not necessarily based on actual missions that happened in real life, but the overarching theme is to be accurate to what went on in the Vietnam War. It sounds somewhat a mouse a little bit. It's kind of like that, but it, except that it's not specifically based on real people. Yeah. Like, Mouse is a, is a memoir of, like, actual people. Obviously, Perkins, Batowski, and Rats are not necessarily real. That'd they be, could be real, but they're probably creepy. You walk into a bar, you see just like, yeah, the <laughs> rabbit sitting there with a beer saying, I remember the Vietnam War! <laughs> the only reason why I think they went with anthropomorphic animals is, like, the, the artist just really can't draw people. <laughs> like, so, he, but he's really good at drawing animals, so he just decided to go with the animals. Like, that's really the only reason, like... It's not, like, there's really no, like, at first when I started reading it, first off, I should say this, alright, what this is, is a historical manga. Second, it is not a parody of Apocalypse Now with animals. That's not what it is at all. Even though they called it Apocalypse Meow, blah, blah, blah. That's, that's the American version, because they want to pe get people to, to read it. And they can't use shit in the title. Yeah, they can't think. use cat shit one in, in the title. There's nothing really, like, ironic about the, the animals themselves. It's, it's not goofy in any way, like... They're, it's literally animals that are kind of like real life people in their animals. Like it's, I don't know, I, I don't know how to, to describe it. From some things I've seen, it is very vicious. You do see things that people would do during the war, depicted in such a way as like you see Batowski walk up behind a cat and slit his throat. You right. see, you know, them mm -hmm. using sniper rifles to blow someone's head off. Yes, there's there's explosions. People get hurt. 
it is realistic. It is what would have happened in the Vietnam if you were in the Vietnam War. So maybe nightmare. So out of our five point rating, what would you give it? So let's go through the. Do I have to go through the rating system? Uh, no, they've been. It's 121 episodes. I think they know. <laughs> All right. Um, I would say probably a. Th- well, it's not a, a gift from your crazy aunt Muriel unless she was in Vietnam and she was having flashbacks. I don't know. <laughs> she's make sure she's um, had acid uh, flashbacks. <laughs> for me personally, I would say it's a three. It's good, but it's not like it's not great. It's. I probably won't ever finish it. If you're really into Vietnam, like you really like the Vietnam War, and you want to like kind of like read something about the Vietnam War, then then it would be cool. But for me, it's it's there really wasn't a plot. I hope I I'd hope there was going to be more of a story to it. But it's just kind of like mission one: get out of this place. Mission two: rescue guy. Mission three: do something else. Mission four: blow stuff up. Mission five: escape from place. Like there was no plot across the board, at, at least up until there. It may change after you get past that, but I don't know. So this is a gift from your crazy Uncle Walter, who's having yes. Vietnam flashbacks. Yes, yes, very much. And then, he, and then he says, Charlie's all around us, and he jumps behind the couch. That's that's what happens. And then you walk out of the room slowly. Yes. <laughs> Avoid eye contact at all costs. Uh, <laughs> so you have fun reading that one? Yeah, it was alright. It was interesting. It, I like The best part of it is the artwork in terms of the the cats and the, and the, the rabbits, I, it's it's so hard to describe. Like I can't describe how it's so weird. Like that it, that it, it's like a real rabbit holding a gun. Like I don't. It's so strange, but that's what it is. And the 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 historical background stuff is cool. Like when they when they kind of fill in the gap. Like when they when they're then they start talking about the whatever thing they were about to do. Like and then it has like the little blurb on the bottom of the page and it explains like what they're talking about. So you're not completely lost, because if you weren't in Vietnam, you probably wouldn't know what the, some of these words meant. And it's basically, like, almost every page, there's, like, some, like, use this thing, and then they explain it on the bottom. So that's kind of cool. So it's military otaku stuff. Mm-hmm. And, also, and you should show it to little girls, because they like bunnies. Uh, yeah. It's like it's Watership <laughs> Down, but, like, freaking just give them Uzis instead of them just fighting in the war. <laughs> uh, so, should we get on to my review? Sure. I have nothing more to say about... My manga. Okay, so if you remember from the last episode of the Spock and Manga Review, I spun the wheel of manga and it dictated on me that I'm reviewing a horror manga. Actually, it's horror sci fi. <laughs> and it was written by Itoshi Iwaki and actually was released by two different companies. It's released by Kodansha, of course. That's what was currently publishing it and originally published it. But over here, it was released originally by Mix Comics, which became Tokyo Pop, and then it was bought up by Del Rey. And there's a problem with this because Mix released it left to right instead of right to left. And there's a kind of big problem with this with them flipping it because one of the protagonists changes dramatically because of them flipping it around. Oh. (laughs) Well, either way, its demographic is it's a senin. So it's, of course, for older males, Mm -hmm. 18 to 30. Its original run was 90 to 95. There's 10 volumes. And it is a really, well, interesting series. And the title is... Keseju, or Parasite. And not the type of parasite you find when you eat something at Craig's Taco Shack. <laughs> no, these uh, do stuff to you. It's, it's well, pretty weird. Well, let me get into it. So, manga opens up with a voice in space. Ah! It says, how much of the Earth would we save if we killed 10% of the human population? Hmm. How Interesting much, question. How much Earth would we save if we killed 50% of the population? How much would Earth save if we killed all the human population? 
So this, we don't know what happened. So, you're wondering, it's a very interesting theological question. So suddenly you see all these little weird balls falling from the sky. Not like a ball, but like more like, like a seed almost. Like a spore? Yeah, like a spore. You okay. see a bunch of these spores falling all over the planet, and you're wondering, what the hell are these things? And you see them landing, and out of them come these little worm things. And you're like, what the fuck is a worm thing? Well, these are the aforementioned parasites. What happens is that these little parasites, they go inside you, and they eat your brain and take over your head. Fun! <laughs> so what happens is that they have the human body, but their head is the alien, and it actually will make the head malleable, it can change its shape, it can make it turn to spiked blades and cut things. But the human body is normal, and the thing is, it actually, whatever it infected, that's what it eats. Huh. So if it, it... They mainly are infecting humans, so they have a hunger for humans. One of them actually infects a dog, and it wants to eat dogs. Gotcha. Now, let's introduce our main character... Shinichi is Zumi. Now, Shinichi is a young man who has a mother and father, which is weird for manga, because most times the mother is dead, or the father is dead, yeah. or the father sits behind a newspaper. Mm. He's, a, he's actually in a very good relationship, because he has his parents, mother and father, love him. And it opens up where he is in his room with his earphones in, and he's just listening to him, doo 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 listening to music, and in his room, one of these little worm things comes in, and usually they go in through the ear. The worm thing goes, it sees, I'm going to infect the guy in the ear. There's earphones. He, he was worm blocked. So he, <laughs> so it goes into his nose. It tries to go in his nose, and he goes to sneeze, and he sees this thing. He's, he's like, what the hell? Throws it away, and he thinks it's a snake. He starts freaking out, mm-hmm. and this thing, he's trying to run away, he's screaming like a nut, and this thing jumps at him, and he blocks it with his hand. The thing immediately digs into his arm, and he sees it start crawling up his arm. So what he does is he grabs his belt, he does the turn and cuts off all circulation into his right arm to keep it from going right. And he's freaking out. His parents come and say, Shinichi, what's wrong? And he's like, there's a snake, a snake, baby, it went inside me. And look, it's bleeding. And there's no hole. Oh. And he's freaking out. So when everybody I'm... thinks he's crazy. I think he's having a nightmare. Yeah. So he just calms down, goes to bed. And through the circumstances, what happened was, because of this, the parasite infected his arm. And it's now in a symbiotic relationship with him where it's kind of... It's living off of his blood, so he has to eat. And this is our secondary character, Miggy. Righty. <laughs> Hence the reason why there's a problem if you flip it because he turns into lefty. <laughs> and he is a parasite who pretty much lives with this guy. It's the relationship between two which drives the series because at first, he doesn't realize anything's going on. At first, he just... His hand feels kind of weird. And it's doing a little weird things here and there. Like, at first, his, he's kind of having problems moving it. Some boys come to attack him, and suddenly his arm flips around and just beats them all up from far away. Yeah. He's going, what the fuck's going on? And eventually, Mini reveals himself, and he freaks out. Because he's like, hey, buddy! Because a mouth appears on his arm, and he's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> Pulls out a knife, and he's going to cut it off. And the thing's... He's saying, no, don't, don't, don't! And it turns out that they're a symbiotic relationship. Yeah, as opposed to a parasitic relationship where the thing eats your brains and takes you over. Yes, well, there are others around. Mm-hmm. They can sense each other, and... Some of them consider him a failure because, well, he was supposed to infect. Yeah. The brain. Right. Did. And the thing is, these parasites don't know anything. They just have basic instincts. They don't yeah. know what's going on. And because this Mingy is very intelligent, he actually, you know, he has the kid go to the library, pick up a bunch of books, and you just see him. He's sitting there, and his hand is reading all this stuff. And yeah. He actually changes shape, which is pretty cool. Yeah. He turns into different things. Mm-hmm. And at one point, actually, you see him turn into a penis. Because <laughs> what happens is he sees that there's this girl, Satomi, who Shinichi's like best friends with, and he kind of likes 
fixer, and because of the blood flow and all the pheromones in the body, yeah. Mickey knows, and he's like, you want to fuck her, don't you? <laughs> and he's like, no, 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 fine, fine, fine. So what happens is they go out, they're hanging out, and suddenly he's talking to the girl, and he looks down, and his hand turns, and he's like, oh. <laughs> he kind of tries to hide, and they're like in the middle of a McDonald's, and he's like, nothing to see, nothing to see. Yeah. So people already think he's crazy. <laughs> and he has a penis arm for, for a for, short time. Yeah, so it turns back to normal. They end up running into one of the parasites because the parasites sense, can sense each other, and the parasite tells Miggy, "Why are you on that bite? You fucked up. Okay. Uh, how about this? We kill your host, and he cuts off his his arm, which isn't really he has no pain. Cuts off says, you can move on to this body. You'll mm-hmm. be fine.' And Miggy ends up actually defending Shinichi, and they fight them and they beat him. And over time, this becomes kind of the recurring story: is that yeah. you have he's fighting the evil parasite, but not trying to take over, like, and he's slowly losing his humanity over time. Right. Because it's kind of, it's weird. It's almost a character study of both of them, because Miggy is becoming more human. Whereas he's, Zanichi's becoming less human. Yeah, because at, at one point he actually gets really injured, and Miggy has to infect himself into him to start his heart again. Right. And what happens is he now is going through his blood, he's becoming more and more just inhuman, like little yeah. things, like originally... He was very caring and loving, and at one point, he rescues a dog from the street that gets almost run over by a car, and the dog is dying. Mm-hmm. And so Tomi's like crying, and she's upset, and he learned the dog dies, like the dog passed. He walks over to the garbage can, dumps in the garbage can. Yeah, without even... Without even hesitating, like it was right. dead already, and she's like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. I mean, eventually he goes, and he actually realizes what's wrong, and he digs a grave for the dog, mm-hmm. but still it's like little things here He's and losing there. his... Yeah. Empathy and yeah. feelings. And I mean, there's some other interesting characters. There's one character who is a parasite with multiple parasites on it. Mm-hmm. It's like pretty much, you know, one arm is a parasite, one arm, leg yeah. is a parasite. And she's like the uber villain. Yeah. You have another parasite who is a similar situation where they kind of fucked up. He infected the guy as the guy was standing on a cliff. And the guy fell into water. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh shit, what am I going to do? So what he does, he's like, I got to save this body or else I'm fucked. Yeah. So he ends up putting all the thing into the lips of the guy and he ends up breathing outside of, you know making like a periscope uh-huh. mouth he's breathing outside the periscope so when the guy wakes up he now the symbiote in his, is in the lower jaw of his mouth <laughs> and it's kind of funny because they're like unlike Mickey who reads books this guy is a soap opera nut <laughs> like, I, I like watching soap operas <laughs> then you have this other character this female parasite I forgot what her name is but her deal is that she wants to study humans she wants to see what's going on Mm-hmm. And what she does is, at one point, she has sex with another parasite. This one is an evil s- serial killer. And what happens is, the, the girl, and the, the the female parasite, ends up pregnant. And she's like, like you know what the thing is, though? It's like, even though the, the parents are parasites, it's a human. Ah. The body's human, and it's, mm-hmm. it becomes a whole issue with that. Like, you see her treating the baby like shit. Right. Like, she doesn't understand. Like, at one mm-hmm. point, like she like puts him in a box and says, I'll let you live for today. And then, you know, like, she looks at it in and says, quiet. And it gets yeah. quiet. <laughs> Creepy. It's, 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 it's a very in-depth series. I don't want to spoil too much about it. I'm getting a little bits of it. Mm-hmm. It is a ten-volume series. It was. It's pretty violent. And, like, you see this parasite literally when they want to eat someone, they unfurl their head into, like, this right. blossom. And they bite their heads off. And it's pretty yeah. fucking gory. Like, you see them cut people's heads off, cut people, bisect people. The main character gets stabbed several times. <laughs> uh, 
There's a lot more I could say, but I'm not going to really get into it too much because I don't want to spoil too much. The series is pretty good. I like the art. I like the story. I burned through the all ten volumes in maybe six hours. Mm. So it... Well, actually, no. It was like 12 hours. But it was <laughs> a good series. But it kept you in, in, interested to, to read it all. Because it gives you the little subplots also. Like, Because you have people who could sense them. And mm. you have people who are wondering what the hell's going on. And you have humans stumbling upon the project. And you have one person who it's important. It's a big factor because... This person being infected causes Shinichi to completely change and become from a loving person to have a huge problem because this person, he knows he has to kill this person, but yeah. this person was is an important mm-hmm. person to him. So it's kind of that, what the fuck moment, like, what do you yeah. do? How can I kill this serial killer if the serial killer is wearing the face of, you know? Ah. Alright. Pretty what the fuck. <laughs> Good series, though. I do enjoy it. Art was great, story was great, translation was pretty good. And I like the fact mm-hmm. that they, they flipped it finally so it is right to left. Yeah. Uh, overall, I'd have to give this series a really, really, really fucking cool. If you don't buy this now, your brain will freeze your eyes swap and your soul will be forfeit to the great Zelma Gustav. Wah ha 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 ha. Hale It is that fucking good. <laughs> it's a really fucking good series. It is enjoyable. Will I buy it? No, because I don't have the funds right now. But it is worth getting. But you already read it, so. I, I've read it and I will <laughs> read it again because it is worth reading again. Mm-hmm. It's. If you like sci-fi, like horror sci-fi, you will like this. It's not the Junji Ito type horror where it's like, what the fuck's going on? This is literally just, it's a space monster story. Mm-hmm. And you got some superpowers and you have other things going on. I mean, you don't have blast, but you have like knives and it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That's all I really could say about this manga. I mean, I know this isn't the best of the Parasite possible, but that's the problem when you have a good manga that you enjoy. It, you sound kind of stupid unless you have that burning, burning passion. Yeah. Like in the Mezzinger episode, which I keep bringing up because that episode was burning passion. <laughs> Everyone who's heard that episode knows about that passion. But either way, so remember you can check us out at www.spirekin.com. You can call us two zero six two five zero eight four six two, and you could well, email us. Yes, and we will spend a half an hour going over twenty questions. Yes, or do whatever. Just have better grammar next time. Yes, thank you. <laughs> and send us wheel lists for the upcoming event. Yes. Do I get to spin the wheel? Of course you do. Woo! What we're talking about? We're talking about that one. That only. The, the wheel of manga! Yes, the wheel of manga. Except no substitute. Now, what is the wheel of manga? The wheel of manga is a wheel of fortune with... 10 slots on what we've done is we assign a manga to each of the slots and we're going to just spin the Wheel of Manga well number, number lands on that's what we're viewing in either the next episode or whatever episode we're going to be on next time hopefully I'll be back soon yes and we have a very interesting list this actually was written by one of our fans oh and unlike with the Moe episode this is a little bit better is <laughs> that Moe episode Chaos of 99 you tortured us with and this is a little bit better than that a little bit not by much so you get to spin First. Ah. Oh no. I don't know what to get. Alright, here we go. Oh, I got lucky number three. Lucky number three. Lucky number three is Sarah Celestial Legend. Huh. It is a long series by Viz about a family that wants to sacrifice a girl who has mumbly jumbly powers. Alright. 
long and decrepit and strange. I don't think I'm going to read the whole thing. <laughs> yep. Most of us only read the first volume. Now let me go and see what I'm going to spin. Number six. Oh, God, no. <laughs> okay, so in the next episode, I'm going to be reviewing Hot Gimmick. Obviously, yeah. he's not happy about this. Yay, Shoujo! <laughs> Thank you, Miss Karen, for your lovely list. Well, maybe I will like it. There are some Shoujo I do enjoy, but we will see. Maybe I will hate this like Kitchen Princess. And maybe I'll enjoy the one I'm going to read, or maybe not. I, I don't know. But it'll be fun to bash. So I guess that's it for this episode. It was pretty fun. I think we filled about an hour and a half of time. Woo! Sorry there was no actual theme music from this episode. We only had to use generic music, but that's just because, well, it's a Vietnam War and Parasite there is no anime for. Yeah, we probably wouldn't be able to get get away with having Rolling Stones playing in the background, huh? Not really. <laughs> Unfortunately not. So, guess that's it for this episode. This is Timbo. And this is your host, Zon. We are Gonsville. Catch you next time. And remember, Charlie is at your window looking in right now. You gotta throw that grenade at him. Take care of him. <laughs> and remember, stay away from Uncle Walter's special drink. Clear out that foxhole. Exactly.